Welcome to Immersive Talks. This is Palmer Foote from Bigfoot Music and Sound hosting episodes with Jump Into the Light around the connection between immersive technologies and the human condition. I want to give a few shout outs. Firstly, to Jump Into the Light, a virtual reality arcade where anyone can experience immersive gaming, art, and the latest technology. You can find out more at jumpintothelight.nyc. Mihao and Royal from Jump help produce this podcast and find incredible guests to be interviewed. I'm a commercial and freelance music producer, and ever since experiencing a meditation garden in VR, my worldview changed. I'm interested in seeing how immersive technology influences traditional concepts of community building and idea proliferation. On today's episode, I'm very lucky to speak with Delphine Diolo, a photographer based in New York City. We get into her background and her first experience with VR and tilt brush. Her work is deeply moving and important. Please check her out at DelphineDiolo.com. Much love and hope you enjoy this conversation as much as we did. Welcome to the show. So can you give a little bit of background on yourself and how you made it to New York City? Yeah, I'm from Paris, born and raised. My mom is French, my dad is from Senegal. I uh, get the chance to have a free education, <laughs> which uh, here like people doesn't understand that in France we have free education until we're choosing a specific, you know, like a, like after high school, we, we, we can pay for private school. But uh, there's great education in France. My mom teach me a lot about arts, painting, drawing, anatomy, very young. So I already knew um, basics of architecture perspective, you know, and I was already drawing very young. And my dad was a, is, a, is still a passion about politics. He used to be a consul for Senegal president once he realized he was a bad president. Mm. And, <laughs> And so it's so funny because to make it short, my mom, she's an artist drive and my dad, he's a politic drive. And they create this crazy human being in front of you, which uh, I'm a rebel, definitely. So I did School of Visual Art, mm -hmm. uh, trying to condition myself to believe uh, I need to get a job in, mm -hmm. the, in you know, the visual art. I got a master's degree. I got my first job in a production company. I become a special effect artist for After Effects for three years. I burned myself out uh, in front of the computer. Mm. Get out of the nine to five. Uh, work in freelance. Did video editing. Every aspect of the production, you know, post-production, uh, production on sets. So for 10 years, I, I did that in Paris and only uh, specifically in music industry. And then I... Uh, Decided to move in New York. Uh, went, I put my feet there once and it was amazing. So I was with my ex-boyfriend and we decided to move together. And of course, wow. it just ended up very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> New York. <laughs> and then uh, when everything ended up, I just uh, unprogrammed myself at the same time, which means it was a 14 years relationship. I started very early age, 16 mm. to 31. So my luck on this drama story of a end of a love story, when uh, I fall down, I could not come back the same way. So when I move in New York, I decide to not be a, this visual artist uh, working for anyone. No boss, no boyfriend, freedom. And then when I move there, wow. and then when I move there, I decide to master one skill, photography. So 
It was involving vision, uh, study of history, science, physics. Everything for me is connected to the vision. Mm. As, as a lot of people tell you, like if, when people know about history, they, they understand better they, the relationship with people, the relationship with culture, social, uh, study, uh, ethnography. So I study all that to be a better photographer, but not to compete, to be very honest to my soul and what I can perceive through my eyes, which I think, and I believe even today, every one of us, we have a visions. So I'm able to translate them. So I move, in, I move in New York, I work in a restaurant, and I work on the side doing my photography. Uh, and I was able to get hired by Nike because people start to see my work. And mm-hmm. I was shooting a lot of street photography. Very active, super energetic. Uh, at this time, I remember uh, I got a drive that I didn't care to have $1 in my pocket to $400. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will have more money tomorrow because I don't have money, right? It was an amazing goal, you know, like the, the fixing attention of like progress. The progress, it means because you start on the bottom and you were like under the bottom, which means you didn't, you didn't die, you be totally fine. And it becomes a joke. And then the creative aspect of life really, uh, yeah, saved me, right? Wow. It was amazing. Did your interest you know? in some of those conversations, um, when storytelling, does that influence conversations that you have with people in New York? Has that gotten you into conversations with people that you didn't expect to have? The big shift was the movie in New York, but also the I met Peter Beard, which is a, uh, a photographer from the 50s, 60s from New York. And uh, I met him in Paris by coincidence. And uh, I never, I don't know if it's happened to you, but you met someone who's 70 years old and you're 30. And when you meet this person, there is a space and time is stopped. The age doesn't matter. And it's the same understanding of your reality. It's very rare because it has nothing to do with your family, you know, your blood family or your friendship. It's, it's very in- instinct, you know. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, he saw my work, which I was, at the time, I didn't start photography, but I was doing pictures on the side. I got in my desk, you know, and I show him, and it was the first, the first professional uh, fine art photographer who saw my work and mm. uh, stopped, saw the work, and told me that I was an artist, which I couldn't believe it myself. So after that, he called me uh, in my... Uh, in my time when I was kind of lost and he asked me if I want to go with him in Botswana to shoot the next period calendar 2009 and we in mm-hmm. 2008 and I could not believe it so I asked him to stop lying and then it happened I just fly to Botswana been to most amazing place around the world uh, Kavongo it's, it's mm. like going to Amazonia you know it's really changed your life so what happened in terms of perception when we talk about the work it's I shift, literally, I got, I, I, you know, I, I was on the road, I grew up, I, you know, I got the story of, I call that the other Delphine, right? Because mm-hmm. the essence is still there. But I was this person, and suddenly when someone drive me on a free zone direction, which is the art direction, like, my entire world fall down because I just realized what was possible. Which it's, it was unlimited. He was making millions of dollars on the on this shoot, and he will show me how it happened, and explain to me all the tricks. Because mm. you, you you can be well thought, you can have knowledge, 
you need to meet the right people. So as much as you're smart, you need to articulate in the front of the right person, but also to work with the right people. So his mm. understanding of a, a success for him was basically um, based on knowing the celebrity, knowing the real people, knowing the politician, knowing the new. So he, that's why this guy was always with the young, with the youth, you know, he mm -hmm. understood that. Because if we stay with the his seven years old, uh, um, you know, same level um, generation people, he would be stuck in one dimension. So right. when I start my journey as a photographer, I was actually doing this, which means people stay in the same circle. I'm not. I was already not doing this in, in, in Paris, but I even discovered that, that that's my gift. I can go to uh, uptown, downtown, Brooklyn, down. Uh, I speak Spanish, English, uh, you know, English, French. I can be uh, in Senegal. Mm -hmm. I can be in Mexico. I can be... And that makes me really happy to do that. Because, it, you know, outside of the book and the teaching, there is this acceptance of others that you understand and that makes you even more um, loving life. You know, it's, it's totally. really like... a. And the perspective of life, it's like you more into yourself and you love what you do because you understand people, right? For me, it's everything is basically relationship. Mm. How, do, how does collaboration work for you in New York? Do you find that New York offers a different kind of a platform yeah. or a unique yeah. platform that draws you here? Yeah, I mean, uh, just in two weeks, like January, uh, I did a podcast at Adorama. I did a uh, video interview, 40 minutes, with Zeiss Lenz. Mm -hmm. I'm working right now with the New York Times about a story about the new, sh the new um, movie, uh, Green Book. We're talking about a, a, a white guy and a black man uh, uh, storytelling and the critics behind uh, a perpetu uh, the perpetual na same narrative between black and white and how to create a collage from it. Now I'm shooting for uh, another, another poster in Broadway show. Like, what? Only in New York, man. No, I'm serious. Like, wow. I, I, I mean it. You know when I talk to you about dimensions? I mean it. I can be with you talking about a specific subject and your interest. I can, I can be with someone else talking about another subject. How do the different parts of town affect your daily routine? What does a week look like for you? Well, I'm, you know, like, for example, like I was recently too much in Brooklyn. Uh-huh. And then I lost some love from Manhattan, you know. So <laughs> recently I had a new friends for a year, like in Tribeca. Mm -hmm. And I will go, I will have a spot to go in Tribeca and relate again with New York. Um, because party are really good in Brooklyn. And uh, right. Soho and downtown, you know, it shifts. It shifts uh, a time of conversation and, and vibe. Uh you go to party when the DJ is really good, when he's creative, when he's imaginative, when there's performance. You don't go to a place where you expect what's going to happen. You're just going to stay five minutes and you're even going to be pissed to buy a drink at $25. So it's, you know, it's like, that, that, this is when you become a New Yorker. We were talking before about going through New York and, and kind of staying too long in New York. Mm -hmm. um, what, what is that? No, mean? you don't stay too long in New York. New York is too fast. New York is too fast. Yes. New York is the biggest city in the world who change every year. Every year. Every three or four blocks, you're going to see something new. You don't, you don't, 
And usually people leave New York after seven or 10 years when they can't keep up. When they can't keep up, when they, they kind of like, okay, I want to be first sustainable. What does that really mean? I want to be um, set. <laughs> you talk to New York right now. What? <laughs> do, do, you know the, do you understand the conversation? It's like, a, it's like a, you're living in a labyrinth and you ask the labyrinth to stop for you. Train it's left. moving, you know, it's, it's moving slow. You can't see it, but it's really moving. And, and the train actually in New York mm-hmm. are kind of amazing because if you really think about the whole system and the way and they connect in a minute, in a minute, I calculate to never run to pick up my train. It's always 10 seconds wherever I go. 10 seconds, it open and it closed <laughs> everywhere. It's amazing. Human beings are great. And what I'm saying is like New York is the best place to become yourself. It's not the best place if you want to chill and not work. What was your first experience in VR? Um, with uh, with uh, in, uh, Jump Into the Light. Can you recall that experience? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was last year. And uh, they invited me to test new equipment and new technology. And I remember the one with the brush, which was my favorite one. Tilt brush? Yeah. So I have a lot of empathy and compassion. So what happened if I, if I, if I, it's, it's, a, it's a great feeling. It's like if I test something new, I will project to other people feeling. Uh, so what the tilt brush I was feeling about, oh, it would be amazing in the hospital with people in the bed all day long. Mm-hmm. It would be amazing for people in cancer or like they can't move. You know, like I was thinking about people who can't move their body and how good it can be for uh, uh, bringing people all around the world. You know, someone is in the hospital, it's all white and he's like, today I'm going to go to Costa Rica and he's going to go to Costa Rica. Yeah. So my experience with VR was very positive and my imagination with um, the experience, it was a very, um, there's an openness to calm down, you know, the time stops. I like I like the aspect of uh, the time stop. Have you ever worked on a project in in that VR world? Have you ever worked with photo and yeah. VR? Yeah, we did last week. Uh, he showed me the test where I can uh, download my pictures on the virtual space and um, <laughs> zoom in it and just see it big. I was like, really? Hey, it's amazing because the problem is like we have this connection with the phone and the, the, the size is small and we can't tell if the picture is that good, especially even on the screen of a computer. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you blow it up, even for you for to see it that big and to, to push yourself to, to make your dream bigger and to, to think about a big show later on in life, it's, it's, an, it's improving your vision from the beginning instead of being that size of an iPhone, which actually at one point is limited. There's a limitation to your vision. When you go to the VR, I felt that unlimited possibilities. And I love this feeling when I, I finish to collage and put some lights on in the eyes of the woman and I try to just play around with mm. that. I was like, I was still wondering where far we can go, like how far we can go. How far can we go? Staying, just, just, okay, so um, we can inspire people who doesn't believe in themselves. Um, 
And I think uh, people who don't believe in themselves happen because of conditioning. I'm not talking just like, I think kids is very important, but I think also people who actually give up too early, like 30, 32, they have a nine to five job and they don't like what they do. And uh, they go back home. They watch Netflix all the day, all, all night, and they go back to work. So there is a implementation of a, of a support because if you work nine to five, but still like at night you have, you know, it's like people study at night, that openness of reaching a belief system that is going to, it's going to push you to believe in you. I, it, you know, I did on my own. Set you free, right? Yeah, I did I on my own saying. and I know how hard it is to set you free from uh, conditioning because it's a lot of a, uh, aspect of family, work, relationship with people, like working hard, all that. And then when you're just really aware, for example, every day, and if you have a tool, for example, virtual reality can bring you to another world, but it's a world of creativity, for example, which I experienced with Tilt Brush. If you go to a world of creativity at the end of the day, and you the one who's the creator, it's fantastic. Just become the creator. Stop to watch. Stop to watch. Stop to, um, stop to be the, the, the voyeur. Stop to watch and stop to be the voyeur. Practice every night. Um, become the creator. Or, or use your hand. Use a tool. And the way that you, 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 you connect with the world today is expansion. So the expansion sometimes makes you lose your focus instead of instead of being regrouping the data and make them very efficient, which that's why people have a hard time to, to create. They're expanding their knowledge, but they can't regroup the knowledge. So it becomes just information and data and you feel more happy because you feed your 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 brain with it and your brain need it. It's like, it's like a, he's hungry for knowledge. Every brain is agree for knowledge in a certain level, especially if you're curious. But creativity requires for you to synthesize, to take all your information and synthesize them to give a new result. So I'll give you an example. If you just study Buckminster Fuller and Stephen Hawkins and Joseph Campbell, um, you know, Einstein and... and and then you study the East, the Book of the Dead. Like that's how mm -hmm. my work functioned. I'm not studying one type. I'm studying everything where humanity is talking to me, and I'm and I'm synthesize them in vision, which means I give space for the vision to arise, but I'm intentionally stay focused. Then visions occur, and it's amazing because it's a result of the human knowledge mm -hmm. to another understanding. And that's why I think uh, human beings are amazing is because this, if you keep, if you keep your knowledge for you and, you and you can't express it, but if you study knowledge and then you're able to synthesize it and give a new result, that's how evolution happened. What would you like to see in the future of immersive content knowing what you know? Is there anything like almost ethically? Yeah, I was listening... Um, I'll tell you what I feel like in general, and I think it's concerned every, everything, not only it concerns the virtual world, but it concerns the world right now because we have so much technology and we can use the wind and we want it. And it reminds me also of the movie uh, Her, remember? Yeah. 
So today I was listening, I tell you the story and then it comes to your point. I was listening to Spotify and Spotify, I mean, it's been a year, right? And it becomes so accurate. Each time that the selection of the music appears, I was like, I'm like touched by the emotion of the music. And I'm like, I know. these computers know me. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's like you don't have a boyfriend, right? But you have a computer who loves you mm. and sends you <laughs> this amazing music and it makes you feel so good, right? Like right now, like after six months or seven months of Spotify, I fell in love with Spotify. I was like, wow. So, and I listened to this song specifically in the subway today, and this song was amazing. And the reason why is because that's why we're missing in general in the world. I mean, that's why music is so amazing, because it's transcend language. And that particular sound and that vibration, I think we need that in immersive reality which means if you create an immersive world, you need to be as efficient, consistent, and, and, and not just precise, because people are precise in immersive reality, but dream, imagination, expansion, but with organic aspect, which means we need to make people feel better about the mineral, water, texture, like all this work of texture in immersive reality has to be improved. Um, and I'm talking about minerals like stone, you know, water, lake, yeah. the nose of water. Um, all those, the, this environment that you create in immersive reality can s make you step out of your city. And that's why people is going to looking for. So for me, it's, it's, it's definitely immersive reality it must work with creative people the best one, the top of the game, to be able to create um, a high world, a high imagining world, like, you know, a world with high imagination and with the best creators. And, and, and that's a collaboration that it needs to happen more and more in the next few years to be able to create not only video game, but a real um, inspiration for the world. Well, thank you so much for coming in and talking. Mm -hmm. This has been an amazing conversation. Thank you. Brought to you by Bigfoot Music and Sound and Jump Into the Light. If you want to reach out to Bigfoot for commercial music interests and post-production needs, including podcasts, original music and sound, sound design, and much more, contact yo at b-i-g-f-o-o-t-e dot com. If you're interested in developing your VR and AR content, contact hello at jumpintothelight.nyc.